The medical home, a term doctors and patients will increasingly hear about as a way to improve patient care and perhaps rein in healthcare costs, is gaining momentum, whether it be in your local healthcare delivery system or out on the campaign trail with Senators Obama and McCain. Welcome to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Tony Mills. She's the executive director of the Office of Clinical Affairs for the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. As executive director, she is responsible for the programmatic leadership for activities that include initiatives to improve patient safety for the association's 39 independent, locally operated Blue Cross and Blue Shield health insurance companies across the country. In a role, she works to develop new relationships with quality and physician organizations to ensure operational excellence. Before coming to the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association, she held various positions at CNA Insurance and United States Life Insurance Company, responsible for everything from operations for financial reporting to claims utilization review. Tony Mills, welcome to ReachMD XM157 the channel for medical professionals. Thank you. So the medical home, it it is a concept that more and more people should be hearing about, not only in the healthcare industry, but general consumers as well. Tell us about uh, what Blue Cross Blue Shield Association's push is in regard to the medical home. And if you could, for our listeners who don't know, tell us exactly what a medical home is. Okay. Well, you know, currently the U.S. healthcare system is plagued by inconsistent quality, inadequate access, excessive costs borne by employer groups and individuals. And additionally, there's a problem with primary care recruitment and retention. You know, according to the Commonwealth Fund, the U.S. has 87 PCPs for every 100,000 lives and continues to trend downward. We've got an aging population and an increase in prevalence of chronic diseases, a system that emphasizes episodic treatment for acute care and more care rather than better care, decreased patient, provider, and employer satisfaction. So the optimal scenario of healthcare lies beyond, far beyond the status quo right now, and to bridge the gap, we need to align stakeholder groups to reinvent the way healthcare is practiced, financed, and even consumed. I think right now the stars are aligned for the patient center home. The concept of a medical home is not really new. I mean, it was initially introduced by the American Academy of Pediatrics in 1967, and at that point was referred to the central location for a child's medical record. You know, it was particularly important for children with special needs. This concept has evolved over time from central medical records to a method of providing comprehensive primary care for children, and it's now actually, you know, working its way to the adult care the American College of Physicians, ACP, the American Academy of Family Physicians, AAFP, and the American Osteopathic Association, AOA, actually in March of uh, last year introduced some uh, joint principles for this patient-centered medical home. And the joint principles really are around a personal physician, that each patient has an ongoing relationship with a personal physician, a physician-directed medical practice. The physician leads the team of individuals to the medical practice and takes collective responsibility for that patient. It's a whole patient orientation. You know, I am the patient and, and I have a doctor that will listen to me. It's care coordination and integration across all the elements of a very complex healthcare system. You know, you've got hospitals, you've got health home agencies, you've got nursing homes, you've got, you know, all kinds of facilities and all kinds of places that take care of you, but who is really your advocate, who is your patient? And you know, it's really about patients having access to care throughout the system, and 
we know that in using evidence-based guidelines, so who is, you know, who is, can I take a bag of medicine that I take to my primary care, and can he tell me the drug interactions instead of me talking to my cardiologist, talking to my pulmonologist, talking to everybody else who knows what they're giving me but who's coordinating this care for me. And also we realize that, you know, this enhanced care is going to need to be paid appropriately. It's not the seven-minute office visit in the doctor's office because he or she needs to spend time with you. They need to, you know, we recognize that they're going to add value and the payment structure should be based on that kind of value. And is there anything for physicians listening or even consumers that a physician needs to do if they're sitting there saying, you know what, I have a practice with 4,000 patients, I'm really busy, I, I don't even really have time to do some of the things, but are there simple things they could do? I mean, is it as simple as uh, having them on an email list and emailing them uh, every six months saying, hey, come see me? Or how, how would you, uh, any sort of basic tips you would give a physician on this? Transformation of the practice is not easy, and it is going to be. I mean, we have a number of pilots um, throughout the United States, some uh, multi-payer stakeholders, some within the Blues plans themselves. And the road is going to be bumpy because it's not a, I can set up an email list. It's, you know, uh, using an electronic medical records is one of the first key steps. Well, that's not always easy because you have to get the right record. You have to transform your practice. It doesn't stop the day the record comes in. All that information has to get on. But there are groups out there that really are trying to help. Um, I'm going to suggest that some of your listeners even go to bcbs.com and click on Blue Resources. There's a button on the top of our, you know, our publicly available website, and it gives a lots of information about the patient center medical home. It gives, it'll let you actually go to a collaborative that's been formed called the Patient Center Primary Care Collaborative. And that's a coalition of major employers, consumer groups, organizations representing primary care and other stakeholders who've joined to advance the patient center home. The collaborative believes if implemented, the patient center home will improve the health of patients and healthcare delivery. And actually, studies are just started to come through. Barbara Starfield from John Hopkins studies have showed the populations which use, utilize primary care experience, lower health care costs, lower Medicare spending, lower resource input, lower utilization, and get better quality of care. So it will be different. It's going to be different in central New York City than in rural North Dakota, you know, and how they implement and what they do. We have an, a really good plan in North Dakota, very rural, seven practice doctors who have a great patient-centered medical home way different you know they've they've lowered they've they've lowered blood results they've lowered cost of care and they all have better quality of care but that might not work in downtown chicago well if you're just joining us or even if you're new to our channel you're listening to the clinicians roundtable on reach md xm 157 the channel for medical professionals i'm bruce japson with the chicago tribune and joining me today is tony mills she's an executive director of the office of clinical affairs for the blue cross and blue shield association and we've been talking about the perspective 
on the medical home, which is something that you might even hear your presidential candidates talking about. And Tony, if you will, for some of our physicians who are looking for ways to get their patients into the doctor's office, establish a a medical home, you talked about some pilot programs, and you also mentioned the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association uh, website, which is bcbs.com. Tell me about some of these pilots and how they can look for these and what they do. The patient-centered primary care collaborative actually has an entire listing of those states and those collaboratives in different states that are doing some pilots and some demonstrations. CMS also plans on doing some pilots, but I think it's a year or so out. But I can tell you that there are a number of states listed in here that Medicaid centers are doing, that a number of different states in Vermont has an initiative. The Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has a pilot that they're looking at infrastructure to improve care in for chronic illnesses, and they've established a pool based on 5% of the physician's payment. Right in that listing in the, in the uh, patient's guide are the contact information, who they could contact if they're in their state, what they need to do, what kind of pilot that they're establishing, and you know who is in the collaborative or if it's a single-payer, who's in the single-payer state. So that would be an excellent source for depending upon where your physicians would like to look. You know, one of the issues is often reimbursement and payment and so forth. I mean, is it a good idea for the physician if they're in contract negotiations or if their group is in contract negotiations with a health insurance company to ask questions and say, hey, do you have any pilot programs? Do you have any efforts uh, going on that would help me pay for medical records or, or get me to the uh, medical home concept? I think that, you know, and maybe it's not during the negotiations, but maybe they want to contact their vendor and their insurer and ask them, you know, what is it they're doing? What kind of, how can they help? What can what can they do to, they also may want to contact their physician societies, the AAFP, ACP, AO, all have a lot of initiatives going on to help with, with resource tools that these primary care physicians may use. They may be looking at electronic medical records and, and what they could use, and they may find help from the health care, um, from the health plan. Yes, we're talking about the medical home, about each patient having a relationship with their doctor. And if I could ask, what is the ideal medical home? I mean, from an insurance company's perspective, is that is it as simple as uh, making sure your patient comes to the doctor once a year, or is it uh, something that you that the insurers want to see from a physician, or, or what would you say that would be? I think a real medical home would be where patients and doctors create an atmosphere of you know, coordination of care, better collaboration, getting better outcomes, you know, getting the right care done right the first time, making sure that somebody knows me and what I need. You know, they're not a they're not a gatekeeper. They're a care facilitator. Their goal is to facilitate and integrate specialty care. So whatever methodology they need to use, I mean if they can use electronic medical records, you know, that's a good support. They need to coordinate care. They need to be accountable and, and accountable for longitudinal care, accountable for, and both sides. I mean, this is all parties accountable. The patient's accountable, the provider's accountable, the employer's accountable. I mean, all of us are accountable for a shared goal of better outcomes for their patient. And when it comes to the uh, uninsured, and of course that problem just is not going away, the folks who have no health benefits, what does the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association 
have for those folks in the line of in, in fostering a medical home? There are some Medicaid medical homes that in some states are doing. There's a terrific group Medicaid Connect Care Choice Program in Rhode Island that's looking at the Medicaid people for those uninsured who are eligible for Medicaid to do that. You know, the uninsured is a very complicated issue, and who's uninsured and why would make a difference. But certainly in the Medicaid population and in some of the others, there is what's available. And certainly as more people adopt the medical home, that doctor is not going to practice any differently for an uninsured person as they are going to practice for the insured. So it's about transforming the mindset and the health care of the patient and, and the doctor. And of course, if it's a success, there might be more money to cover more people. With that, I would like to thank Tony Mills with the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association, who has been our guest. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host of the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. If you have comments or suggestions, please call us at 888-MD-XM157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.